You're now experiencing the AJ Nashville Podcast. Real people, real problems, real success stories. Hey guys, Alex here, AJNashville.com. Doug Cook, the vet's vet. What's going on, Doug? Oh, just another day. Another day in paradise out there in, in uh, million degree Utah weather. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Well, the weekend's yeah. coming up on us pretty quick, obviously. Hopefully we've had successful work weeks and everything else. I know you had some trainings and things that you did this week. I hope all yeah. went well. Um yep, it went great. Good, good. Well, and that brings me oh, did you see that they rescued all the kids out of the cave. I did. That is did. so awesome. That's an amazing rescue effort. So hats off to those guys and girls that made that happen. Um, today's podcast, though, so one of the things, and you and I briefly touched on that, is routines. You know, We want to talk about how changing your daily routine and changing the things that you do changes the outcome of what it is that you do. Because let's let's face it, Doug, and I'm I'm sure you've seen this, especially in the military, where the, everything's so rigid and standard, and it's you know this is how you go about your day, and that's it, nothing else other than the routine. You wake up and what do you do? Wake up in the morning, PT. You know, tell wake me up, a, a PT. A, a typical military day. What does that consist of? Uh, well, you wake up, you go to PT. You're PT for about an hour, an hour and a half. Then you you go do personal hygiene. Then then the morning chow, then you'll have, uh, you know, first formation, probably around eight o'clock. Um, now, now let me pause you for a second. Let me run you back. Yes. First formation for, for civilians, for people that don't understand that. What is first formation? That's where, that's where, um, everybody in the unit gets, gets in formation and it's, it's basically for accountability. Okay. Um, it's to ensure that, you know, Everybody's at work. Everybody's accounted for. Nobody, you know, drank themselves to death the night before. Uh, once, you know, first formation, pertinent information about the day is put out by the first sergeant, the commander. Um, from there, you break, and then you go to your different sections and just, you know, carry on with your day. Gotcha. Till about till about eleven thirty, and then you'll have uh, lunch formation, which means, you know, we're breaking for lunch. Um, then you come back and you work the rest of the day till, you know, your final formation, which is basically releasing you for the night. Right. Right. But, but they all happen, you know, around the same time and there's a training schedule that's put out. So if you don't know what's going on the upcoming week, then you can go to the, to the orderly room and look at the training schedule that's posted to give you an idea of what's happening that day. So you know exactly when you when your eyes open, you know what's going to happen from the moment you wake up till the moment that you are done with your duties, wherever it is you may be, if there is an end to your duties that day. Right, right, yeah, there, or what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right, you know, a it, lot it, of guys will go to the motor pool and hide out in the connex till the end of the day, but <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that structure is there. Right, right. And, and the reason why I kind of push that in is because your job, the execution of your job is basically the same every single day. If you're a, a helicopter mechanic, you kind of do about the same thing pretty consistently. 
if you work in admin position, your your duties are pretty similar. They're pretty structured. There's SOPs, uh, standard operating procedures. I know that that terminology from listening to you several times. And so if something, a curveball comes out, there's a way to handle that that's already been structured and already is in play. So you know what it is you need to do to react to that situation, correct? Yes. Okay. Now, out to civilian life, the reason why I think this is so important, and, and it's important in, in the military life as well, because I really feel like these two transfer back and forth as far as activities and the way you handle things. You know, it to some degree, and I say to this degree very lightly, but when I get up in the morning, I have a certain level of duties that I have to execute in order to progress my day in the direction I want to see it go. Now, the difference is, do I wake up in the morning at five, six o'clock, whatever it is that I get up, you know, most of the time it's around six or so. And do I jump on my phone and look at Facebook and look at everybody else's troubles and all the things that they've been through and the heated arguments and, you know, the people that had something smart to say about your post last night? Or do I get up with a clear mind, a clear head and focus on opening my day and what it is I'm going to execute? A lot of people go to the gym in the morning. That's not me. I cannot go to the gym in the morning because if I do, my body is programmed in such a way that by the time the day progresses, I'm just beat. So when I do go to the gym, it is in the evening because that's the way I have my day structured. Now, the one thing that I've learned, and Doug, you and I have talked about this before about you know having a day planned out. The one thing that I have learned is basically you want to get up. And focus on something positive. You really want to get up and drill out the day, but you want to get up and listen to like motivational stuff or inspirational stuff. You know, some people wake up and read a verse out of the Bible. Some people wake up and read a chapter of their favorite, you know, Zig Ziglar book, something like that. But it's about starting the day off with something positive. So it sets you up for that momentum to continue to have a successful day. Now, I say those things because of this. If your day is getting up and doing what you have to do and hiding in the Connex box instead of being at the motor pool or doing things to avoid your actual job, well, then maybe we need to review and go back and look at some of the things from a routine standpoint and how we're establishing our day. Because if you're hiding from the day, there's a reason behind it. What do you think, Doug? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And and for me, I'm I'm opposite of you. I, I'm so my body is so used to waking up at you know, when it's dark outside and doing PT, um, and then the rest of the day is, you know, yeah, I'm sore, whatever, but it's working. It's, it's right. on that positive note that, you know, you get up, you knock it out. Um, and uh, to me, that's, that's very positive. Yes. Um, and, 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 and lets me go throughout the day knowing that, okay, I've already accomplished something before most people even woke up. Right, right. It's so a, just like just like that old army saying, you know, we do more before nine a.m. than most people do in an entire day. Yes, and there's a lot of truth to that too. That's that's right. the win for the morning, and and I think twenty five years of you being in the military, obviously, it's established a pattern, a routine, so right. to speak. And and there's nothing wrong with that routine. The biggest thing is if you establish your day with wins, then you're off to a good start. So when you hit a loss, it's not as detrimental because you've won 15 times. Right. You know, the, in order to win a war, and this is obviously, I'm, I'm speaking of this in a, um, I right. can't even think of the word that I'm, I'm looking for, but in a, a metaphoric sense, 
when you're trying to win a war, you have to win several battles in order to win that war. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, boom, the war's done. I won. I never won a battle in my life, but boom, I'm done. I'm done fighting the war. Um, and I think that's where it goes into the, the small wins The Hey, I woke up, I made my bed or I did my PT or I made shower. I got the kids ready for school, whatever it is that you did, but you did it without the distraction of outside noise. Because as human beings, I think we're really involved in that outside noise and the outside criticism and, Oh, she did this. He did that. I want to live through this life. You see a lot of people and Doug, I know this doesn't apply to you because I know the way you're structured. But there's a lot of people where they're interested in the Kardashians or or whoever, you know, they're living this better life and I wish I could be like them, but they don't want to take the steps it takes in order to be like them. I myself, I don't want to be like them. And becoming a multi-multi-millionaire and everything else, that, that can be in the cards as long as you make it part of your plan. But I think the small things like changing the routine, listening to something positive, Moving on into your day and and saying, okay, for the next hour, I'm going to do nothing but focus on new business activities. I do something, Doug, and and this may be something that you do as well, but every day I do 10 handwritten postcards. You know, it it takes me, I don't know, 30, 35 minutes. I try to do something personal. Like if I was going to send you a postcard, I would say something like, hey, Doug, you know, I hope you're having a great summer so far. Uh, I know you just recently got a new hot tub. I hope that the electrician's been over there to hook it up. Don't forget to invite me over, LOL, and then I'd sign it, send it out to you. You know, just to make it personal, to let people know that you care about them as a human. Now, break that down to what it actually does. So you do 10 a day, five days a week, 2,600 people a year that I reach out to by performing a 30-minute activity a day. Yeah. Those are the routine changes that I'm talking about. For people trying to get ahead, you can do small little changes like that, and it really puts you ahead of the game to where your routine is now something else. And so now when I walk into my office and I see that giant stack of postcards, I know I only have to take 10 out of that stack to execute my day properly. Right. And it it works. I, I got a referral the other day off a buddy of mine that I did a, uh, did a loan for two months ago. Literally... He had probably gotten that postcard within a day or two of somebody calling me and saying, hey, this person said to give you a call. They said you were awesome. Can you help me buy a home? You know, so the the small routine things, the small routine changes, the like I take lunch at one o'clock. I don't take it at noon, even though, you know, the the norm is 12 o'clock. In most places, if you work somewhere, it's, hey, take it at noon, but I like to take it at one o'clock because then I'm able to go out and beat the rush. Everyone else is rushing back to work and I'm going in and sitting down and there's a table for one or two and it's wide open. Right. You know, what are some of the things you've done, Doug, that have kind of changed um, the way you operate? Um, Well, you know, mission dictates. Right. Uh, The thing that the thing. So. Coming from from the military in that structured um, your structured day, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't really think about it until recently that you know we we, we talk about time blocking, but right. that's a, that's that's exactly what we were doing in the military. We were blocking out this amount of time for formation, this amount of time for you know personal hygiene, this amount of time for PT, and you didn't deviate from those time periods, right? Um, re- regardless of what was happening, minus an emergency, um, but that's the same thing that that 
that we do when we time block. And so I don't have my time blocking routine down. I'm, I'm still kind of learning what the important, you know, where I need to focus a certain amount of time for. Um, but I think that's very, very important to, to do that and just, you know, focus on a task and put everything off to the side. You'll get to it whenever it's time to get to it. Right. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, it's also like triage, you know, if there's an emergency or whatever, then you just prioritize when you take care of those things. Well, and, and so the other thing is, is you said mission dictates, but you know that, hey, if I've got this hour and a half window of time and I use that time typically to go out and teach realtor classes or go out and do different activities, you know, okay, that hour and a half of time, I've got to meet with XYZ person for lunch today that's business related. We're going to slide it into that slot and that's going to utilize that time for that mission. Does that make sense? Right. And right. so time blocking, time blocking sucks. Let's be it clear. There's nothing worse than having to sit there and be like, oh, I can't do that because I got to do this. But if you can get disciplined in the time block and if you can actually sit down and you can abide by it, that's the biggest thing. Most people say, yeah, I got a, I got a time block. Here it is. But they don't abide by it. Somebody calls them at a time that they're supposed to be focusing on a new business and they sit and they talk to their buddy for 35 minutes on the phone about you know, the girl they met at the bar that weekend. Right. Instead of saying – I'm not going to answer that phone. This person knows that this is my time block period. I will call them when I'm free to focus on other things. Now I, I want to push the fact that there's a ripple effect to all this. If you take that 30 minute call and you bullshit around with your buddy, then the clients start suffering because now you find that, okay, now I don't have time to call this person back or I was supposed to call this lead and I can't, or I was supposed to go out and meet with this agent. Now I got to make a bullshit excuse of why I can't. And it ripples out to the rest of your day. Right. Now yep. you can correct it if you have a minute and say, okay, I, I don't have this particular task, but I need to focus and absorb some time here and then move on about my day. But for the most part, if you mess up your timeline, it's going to ripple out to all the other time block schedules that you have. Right. And, and that's, that's one, that's where you may have to stay late one day. Right. You know, at work or, you know, come in early the next day or whatever to accomplish that task. Right. Um, but you need to ensure that you're completing each one of those tasks instead of just, oh, I didn't have time for this. I'll get to it next week or whatever. Right. I mean, try try your hardest to stick to those weekly goals or daily goals um, because you put you wrote them down for a reason. Yes. Absolutely. You thought they were you thought they were important at one time. Right. So um, just be disciplined and and. and ensure that you're getting those things that you that you plan on getting done done well i think the long term is what people forget you know once again the ripple kind of goes out it i know you've done it i've done it too where there's a body of water and you take a pebble and you throw it in there and you see these little ripples and they get fainter and fainter and fainter as they get further and further out but there's still motion in the water which means there's still a change in the balance of everything and so when you do things that may affect and you may have to stay later or something like that, that has an impact on all the little goals and everything else that you set. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to change the course of everything, because obviously if I throw a pebble in the water, it's not going to move a boat that's 10 foot away from it, but it is going to have some type of effect on the water that's approaching that boat. And I use that, once again, metaphorically, but right. if we focus on our goals and say, you know what, this little ripple 
kind of put a damper on it, but it didn't change it because most people or some people, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say most, some people give up on the goal. Right. You know, um, we have a, a mutual friend of ours. He's, he's located in Florida and his goal was to hit a certain number by mid year. He is behind that number. And in order for him to hit the number he wanted to hit at the end of the year, he has to be at a certain point by now, instead of readjusting and changing that end goal, he just said, hey, I need to readjust and, and change for the next six months what I did the past six months because now i got to make up for that ground. Right. You know, and I, I think that's something that it's very easy for us to say, you know what, hey, I really wanted to, to buy a home by the end of the year. But now this happened, that happened, and this happened, so there's no way it's going to happen. And we give up, and then we slowly regress from the, the forward movement that we made. And that's something that... We look around and say, okay, who, who can we blame? Or better luck right. next year. That's a great – I love it. Well, next year I can do it. What, yeah. What's wrong with the rest of this one? You, you have half a you year should, left. You still got time, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, that's the thing. You look at basketball games. Some of them come down to the wire. The work they did in the first quarter affects the last quarter, and it comes down to the wire. Why? Because maybe they had a, a bad third quarter, but there's still time. And right. as long as you play your heart out, you have the time to at least close the gap. So, you know, those are those are just different things, you know, as we time block and do the things we don't like to do. Because let's face it, Doug, I hate time blocking. I you do, know. too. I hate. I, I, well, I, you know, I can't say I hate it. It's it's OK. What's hard for me is when I'm when I'm time blocking and I'm trying to stay disciplined and stay on task and then something comes up that you know it's almost like everything that comes up is an emergency yes it may not be an emergency in everybody's mind it may just be an emergency in my mind and then happen to to deflect and, and put that on the shelf until you know i'm done doing what i'm doing i because what happens is my mind won't be completely focused on what the task is supposed to be at, at hand does that make sense absolutely it'll be it'll be on okay what's that side product what's that side issue Yes. So you can't give a hundred percent. That's the ripple. Right. Yep. You know, so the, that's, that's the challenging part for me. For sure. Um, but it's going to take practice uh, and just discipline in order to, you know, make the time blocking work and be able to prioritize things as they come. Well, that goes for all of us. You know, let, yeah. let's be real here, Doug. I'm no saint by any means. I'm the furthest thing from it, but that goes for all of us. A lot of people that are seeing great success, they have a system that works. And maybe it's not a time blocking system. Maybe it's the top six things I have to execute by the end of the day. You know, right. whatever it is, find what your sweet spot is and put it to action and make it work on a regular basis. Because the one thing I know is that nothing happens consistently without consi consistency. You know, right. so you can't expect a positive result without continuing to do something positive to build that. So. The, the ripple effect, you know, like we talked about, it, a lot of people, it's, oh, this is the priority right now. I've got this file. It's got to clear. They're closing in three days. This is the number one priority. And then they forget. That's why you see that roller coaster in, in loan officers. And I know you've been in the business for a little while, but not a long while. And, and what you see is you see some of these loan officers, they do four deals one month, zero the next. Six right. deals the next month, one the following and it's because they forget to do the things that got them those deals in the first place, and that's focus on income-earning activities. Right. 
you know, the, the callbacks, the things like that, the trainings. I mean, that's Doug, that's huge. You're out there. Like you train like a monster. I swear every week we talk, you're providing some sort of value for this agent or that agent. The big thing is just like in the military. And I, I say this from a, an expectation civilian standpoint, but just like in the military, right. if you train, 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 but you have people that are like, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to learn. I'm not going to do it your way. I got a better way. Those people are going to fall by the wayside. Right. And so it's important that the people that you take your valuable time to train actually implement. And if they don't, you've wasted their time. They wasted yours. It's time to move on and find a different block or a different platoon right. or a different company or a different, you know, however you want to say it. So Right. But I, I see there's some value in that, too, because if they're not – if they're not, you know, reacting or if they're not doing the things that you're training them to do or whatever, that's, that's given you at least, you know, the idea of, okay, don't waste very much time with that person. Right. Or, or don't put a lot of stock into that one, move on to the next one. And then you can start creating a team of people who are like-minded that want to see you succeed just as much as you want to see them succeed. Yes. And, and one of the other things too, that as you were talking, I was thinking of this and, that some people learn differently, you know, right. and it's not that they're not a elitist, so to speak, and they're not a great executioner. It just may be that their comprehension of whatever it is you're showing them isn't the same way that you're teaching them. Right. And so not all the fault always falls on that person, but as leaders, it is our responsibility to make sure that we're able to teach in a way that people can learn. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's hard to do when you're doing in the masses, when you're teaching a class of 20 people, it's hard to teach in a way that 20 people are going to comprehend and execute. So you pick those people aside and you say, okay, I noticed you didn't do this. What is it that you maybe didn't understand? And it's not to put them down. It's to say, Hey, maybe I'm a poor person explaining this. Tell me what it is I can do better to help you help me help you. Right. And that's no, and that's, that's, you're exactly right. You got to get feedback because you know, like you said, the way you learn may be different from the way somebody else learns. And you can you can change the way that you're presenting stuff to hopefully reach more people. Yes, absolutely. One hundred and ten percent. So, Doug, I spent a lot of this time talking, which isn't rare, <laughs> but uh, no, it's good. We're, we're getting ready to wrap this one up. I do want to say to everybody, I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. Make it big. Do something different. Go out there. Most of all, get out there and spend some time with the family. I was talking to Jeff earlier, and yeah. I said, you know, you do all this work, but you never get to enjoy it. And that's the big thing. If you work your ass off, or even if you don't, go enjoy the things that you're working for. Be it your kids, your nice green front yard, your wife, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be. Take some time this weekend and go enjoy some time with them. Doug, any, any closing words? No, I just, just echo what you're saying. You know, have a, have a great weekend, make it count. Um, enjoy your time off and recharge and come back, hit a hard Monday. Yep. Go out and kill it. So, uh, thanks again for everybody for tuning in. We appreciate you. We appreciate the support. Doug has been an awesome addition to this show. We hope to continue to grow. If you know somebody that could use some information that was within this podcast, please share this with them, tag them, like it, do whatever you can. We're trying to build an audience here. We're trying to get out there. We're trying to hit 5,000 listeners by the end of the year. So do you think we can do it, Doug? 
do I think we can do it? I we're, know we're going to do gonna it. We're going to do it. So thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the AJ Nashville podcast. Episodes air Mondays at 6 and Fridays at 5. Thank you for your ongoing support. Please subscribe.